hello and welcome to the Prurafly podcast brought to you by the Prurafly Society. I'm I'm Esther and I'm here today with our guest, Georgie McCausland. Um, hello, Georgie, and thank you very much for being with, here, with us thank here today. Thank you for inviting me on. It's really nice to be with you today. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to introduce you to our uh, public just in case somebody wants to know more about you. So Georgie is a British illustrator, ceramist and printmaker. Um, she works for, well, she has worked for Vintage Books, Macmillan, Queen Galleries, among others. <laughs> and and if I'm not mistaken, you live between Essex and Barcelona. Well, right now yeah. you are based in Barcelona, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So today, uh, well, of course, we are going to discuss your artwork and your work but uh, especially we're going to focus on your illustrated edition for Christina's Rossetti's uh, Goblin Market which was published in 2021 by Bradsford Books and which has been shortlisted for the VNA Awards uh, 2022 and deemed highly commended in commercial publishing uh, for World Illustration Awards 2022 from the um by the Association of Illustrators, right? Uh, so yeah, congratulations are in order. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I was honestly quite shocked and blown away to have gotten shortlisted for both of those awards because you know I've wanted to apply for them for such a long time, and I think hmm. it really took a project that like this to like finally get round to applying for it because it was mm -hmm. such a unique project I guess um for me to do anyway so yeah thank you <laughs> yeah well, that's great um so one as we were discussing before we started recording this um so I had the pleasure to review it myself to review your fabulous uh yeah illustrated edition um uh, for the Pro-Raphael Society review and um, which I really really enjoyed and we are going to discuss this <laughs> together um so yeah that's why for me it's a pleasure to have you here today um so I don't know Georgie uh tell us kind of more about it how this this project uh, come about um so I worked with um the graphic designer who works for Batsford Gemma Doyle before on another project um which was um a sort of DIY project for um uh these beautiful Polish mobiles called Pioki. Um, so we'd had like a really, and I'd worked again with her on another DIY, sort of like DIY project, but, and she approached me to work on these, on this first in a series of poems that they were going to publish. Um, so they are all going to be fully illustrated. And this one was like their mm -hmm. first one. Um, and I was, I was so excited to do it because I, when I was growing up, I used to really love the Pre-Raphaelites. Um, I was quite lucky to live very close to the big galleries in London where I could go and visit some pieces. Uh, so, yeah, I was really excited. And so that's how I got on board. Um, and it took a really long time to make the book, actually. It took a lot of revising to get the right tone mm. for the book because it's, it is a slightly creepy story. Well, it is a very creepy story. Yeah. <laughs> so I was about trying to find that, like creepiness in my work and trying to bring that out which actually I really enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> great um 
So you said that you kind of knew about the paraphernalia before that you kind of grew up um mm-hmm. watching the uh, yeah seeing the artworks and tell us about a little bit more about that or I don't know how strong an influence paraphernalism have has had in your own yeah, artwork I mean, or I I think generally when I was I don't even know how old I was but it was spanning like <laughs> quite a few years that I you know really enjoyed going to see like Edward Byrne Jones and like John Waterhouse there was a big John Waterhouse mm-hmm. exhibition my mum bought yeah. me a John Waterhouse <laughs> book and like my mum really really also like she's like a massive influence in my life in terms of like all of my artistic sort of input came because she brought me up that way taking me to galleries and stuff um and she's like really into like um William Morris as well mm. so I think it's always been around me and I think even though I've loved like a lot of different artistic styles definitely the pre-Raphaelites was one of the ones like even though I don't know much about them in terms of history or anything like that definitely growing up just going to see them was just like really special for me and I (laughs) when I was in art school you know you have to like or in art class in school um you know you have to like draw like copy things so I remember drawing yeah. like the mermaid by John Waterhouse. Um, oh, wow! <laughs> you know the one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so so it's quite funny then. Like a couple of like you know like I guess ten or fifteen years later, then finally going like getting the honour to actually illustrate a poem by Christina Rossetti was just like really cool. I I like beautiful things as well. I guess I don't know. So yeah. <laughs> I think I don't know if that made any sense it was a bit like meandering the answer but no yeah but of course that's really nice um and did you know kind of um so you know knew about the poem about Rosetta's poem before you had to that with it or it was your first like yeah the first time that was my first time yeah Yeah. I think (laughs) always growing up with the art I wasn't I wasn't actually thinking sadly I wasn't thinking much about the written work Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was my first time. So yeah, that was really cool. Um, but I t- one of my friends actually, who's like more into like words and stuff and poems, she actually had re- read not this poem, but other of Christina Rossetti's poems. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was really nice. So how did you deal with that? I mean, it was your first time reading the poem and... You know, um, I don't know if you did kind of any research into that or you... or. Otherwise, you said no. I want to stay. As yeah, like. Oh no, the... I'm 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 such a researcher. I love to mm-hmm. find references. I think because that kind of stuff always influences my work anyway. Like I take a lot of references from medieval mans- ma- manuscripts and stuff. So like I think going back and looking at old illustrations, I definitely wanted to like draw from some of them and like put some of their influence into my work as well. Because I think even though there have been more modern adaptations, like there was one, I can't remember her name, but it was done by a lady and like, it was more children's booky in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't think that, I'm not sure, but I don't think since then, apart from maybe like a comic booky kind of one, that there's been that many adapt, uh, like illustrations done in the last, I don't know how long, but I felt like, because I'm more a modern take on it, I wanted to like, like draw from the past as well. Mm-hmm. That is really nice because, uh, in fact, I mean the 
there have been many, many uh, illustrated editions of this poem, as you said, mm-hmm. uh, from the, its very beginning. I mean, from the first time it was published. Um, so that was one of my questions, actually, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you had research about the, the illustrations done for this poem before, like, if you try to check that, check them out, um, compare your work with that, try yeah. to distance yourself from that, Maybe because, I don't know, for example, um, some of the most famous ones are probably the, those by her, um, Christina Rossetti's brother, I mean, um, Dante Gabriel Rossetti. Um, so the, he was the first illustrator for the poem. But then we have Housemans, um, mm-hmm. which are very famous too, or Arthur Graham's too. Uh, so I, I, I don't know if you check uh, this out or you... Yes, Houseman. And Dante Rossetti, uh, Gabrielle Rossetti's, of course, he was like massive influence. I love <laughs> those. They're just, they're just, they're just so beautiful and so inspiring. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, especially there's one illustration in my version which is very similar positioning of the two sisters together in bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I did that on purpose. Like I wanted to like like pay respect to it or, or like put it in as like an homage or something that's lovely <laughs> <laughs> well you told us a bit about your influences there and but at the same time your take on the on the poem is as you said yourself kind of more modern of course but then you have because also uh from the different illustrated editions we have most of them have been done by male artists. So yes. in this case, we finally have a female <laughs> artist's artist illustration of poem. So um, maybe you can tell us more about how did you feel when you, how did you, yeah, how did you feel when you read the poem for the first time? If, I don't know, maybe there was kind of like a passage or seeing the poem that really struck you that you said, oh, I really like that. this. I'm going to bring this into, I'm going to illustrate. Um, because then you have, you also have kind of to decide which passages are you are going to illustrate because yeah, of that's so, That is so true. Um, luckily, because I, me and Gemma basically work so like really closely together and she laid out all the passages for me and told me mm-hmm. sort of roughly how long the book was going to be. So. I had to work around the text. So luckily I didn't have to select specific things myself. And I felt like every page kind of had something for me that I was really excited by. But I remember when I was looking at the book for the first time, the first piece that, or the first passage, I guess, was about Jeannie who who had died before. I remember being really interested. I think they were talking about how like, no flowers would flower over her grave yeah it's so great yes and like I didn't end up illustrating that how I want like how I wanted to in the end but I was remember being very struck by that and very interested in illustrating that and actually you know I said to you I had a I had a chat with someone else um for the illustration magazine she actually got in contact with me because she said out of all her research, that's the first time that Jeannie had ever really been illustrated in any of these editions, which I haven't realised because obviously I've not yeah. ever seen like, a full, complete copy of um, of any of those illustrations. I've only seen them online. 
And I looked in bookshops looking for <laughs> versions of the book. I couldn't find anything anywhere. So, yeah, I didn't actually realize that. So that was really cool as well. Yeah, I was actually going to put the point out too right now. Oh, because, yeah, because yeah, because it kind of impressive because it gives you an idea of how um yeah the readings on the poem or the interpretations on the poem have changed over time. Because yeah, Dini yeah, didn't get um to have, you know, like an illustration anywhere. I think there's only one other illustrator that I think he did one illustration on Dini, but I mean and I found that out um like just a few weeks ago because I, I finally got his edition uh his illustrated oh. edition because it was it's a very rare one so not easy to get but but still um I was really impressed when I when I saw your your edition your illustrated edition when I finally saw Dini there it was like oh my god yeah finally <laughs> yeah I just thought she was really important because she's the foreshadowing for the whole story and she's exactly. the person that's already gone to her early death so mm-hmm. it was in it, you know it is an important because otherwise well I mean obviously it's in the story but I think it's nice to have a visual representation as well yeah yeah <laughs> because all representation is actually yeah important so it's kind of like visibility so it's important to have yeah her too well of course I'm not an I mean I I research on art but I'm not an artist myself so I, I would like to know like, like a little bit more about how was the creative process for you? Like, um, I don't know, or any kind of difficulties you had when maybe reading the poem, something that was, because um this poem is also very ambiguous. It's very open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. So anything you That's, would like? To- yeah, I think, so I had quite, I would say like, for me personally, it felt like dream project, absolute dream project. So I think I felt a lot of pressure to like mm. make it good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I think in a way there was some struggles definitely with the with how I represented the women. I didn't really mm-hmm. I didn't because like normally when I'm drawing like figures in my work, I keep them quite simple. Um and I think, yeah, I had a little bit, not a struggle with like putting more detail into them, but like I had to really like push myself to do that (laughs) and also I didn't know how to dress them so actually in the end I ended up going back and redoing a lot of the figures and I put one of the figures in the same sort of outfit that um Rossetti had actually illustrated her in um Mm -hmm. it's kind of like it's not the same but it's like I drew like the dotty this kind of thing Yeah. yeah I wanted to like reference that in the end um but how I made everything kind of ended up coming about because I, I was playing around with these like monoprinted textures, which is how I ended up making the goblins um, themselves. And um, I was playing around with collage basically. And I made all these different textures from ink and oil and was printing them onto um, really thin sheets of paper. So they picked up every little detail and cutting them out and making the figures out of them um and that was kind of like the pinnacle for everything so everything around that then had to like every other page I felt had to have some element of that even if the goblins were not present to sort of tie everything (laughs) together because that's a very like sort of harsh cut lines kind of medium and then trying to mix that with like the watercolory more like gentleness of the sisters 
Um, and I definitely, I in the end, when um, like this scene where she's on the couch, I put her in that monoprinted texture because I wanted her to show yeah. like she's being overcome by like goblins. <laughs> And it was, you know, like it, the book went through a lot of revisions as well. Like some of the pages I did so many times because I work completely um, manually. Like I do everything on paper and I try to do everything all in paper in one go and scan it in and just edit the colours or do stuff like that. Some of these scenes I've cut pieces out and stuck them when I didn't, you know, when something worked or something <laughs> didn't work, I stitch them together in Photoshop but most of the stuff is done like completely on the page like the, the book cover for instance is one complete illustration that I have in my drawer somewhere <laughs> <laughs> oh actually one difficulty was as well was trying to also because we wanted to have the text kind of placed how how it's placed in the book so like sometimes yeah. working around it <laughs> Because I wanted to make sure that like each page was very full and lush and full of action, I guess. I mean, there are some pages which I enjoyed so much. Um, like this one I really loved. Yeah. I really <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that one, like making that. Oh, that's great. And that's kind of like impressive <laughs> to get to know how your yeah, uh, your creative process uh works. Um and to know that you worked with, uh, I mean, you didn't work just with one medium, but you kind of play around. And then again, your uh, your illustrations are very colorful too. Mm. I mean, yeah, they kind of full of colors, and you can feel like sometimes when 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 I first read uh, the poem and I saw the illustrations, it's like, of course they are on paper, but it's kind of like you can feel the texture. You can see yes. it. It's like you want to touch it. Like, mm, I, I can almost feel it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and actually they did. They I think they got it printed really nicely. I was really happy yeah. with like how it was printed yeah. as well because so it's a really you... lovely addition in every yeah. way. Yeah, the quality of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like so going back to that texture. Actually, like even including it, like. You know, I wanted to include it like in the fireplace and like the these yeah. things, like the jug and everything, <laughs> just to, like yeah, bring it all together. Because I mean, at first I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. I'm not sure if it's going to work, <laughs> um, but I'm really happy for it. And actually, I feel like it try it kind of changed my tra trajectory and how I make work now. So I've always loved playing around with ink and printing and like printmaking. It's been such a huge part of my background. I feel that. I should have studied printmaking sometimes, but <laughs> I'm happy that I did illustration <laughs> because I could do both. Um, so it was really nice to bring that kind of element because that's the kind of stuff that I do when I'm not making work for publications or editorial. Mm -hmm. It's more what I do personally, you know, my own personal work is like my printmaking, ceramic-y kind of stuff. And you said, you mentioned at one point uh, about um, when you were... Yeah, drawing, especially the sisters, like the detail, the level of detail and everything. But at the same time, your um yeah, the way you represent the sisters, uh, it's very different from previous illustrators. It's like you said yet you have checked some of them, some of the previous mm -hmm. illustrations out. So maybe you've noticed how very sensual they are. <laughs> how <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, obviously yes. uh, the female body is like mm, 
very much objectified in some of the illustrations and Definitely. especially some of them i don't know if you if you are aware that we even have um a pornographic illustration on goblin market no it was done that... in the 70s it was published in playboy <laughs> i mean that's all i'm saying <laughs> oh my gosh i need to look that up is this the what is it how do i find that what should i search uh, maybe if you just said Goblin Market, and then the artist was uh, Kinuko Craft. Kinuko Craft, if I'm not. But maybe if you just uh, put something like uh, Goblin Market Playboy or something like that, you can actually check uh, those images out. So again, it's... Uh, oh, wow, yeah. yeah. Female body is always like very objectified and very for, yeah, drawn for male pleasure sort of. Yes. I mean, I guess that's the way with Playboy, yeah, of course. <laughs> Which, but that's, I mean, I wish that I'd seen this before. I mean, I can only see one image coming up right now. I think it's about, I, I think there were like um, three main illustrations or three that I can remember oh my right God. now. All paintings and then went made into, yeah. I kind of love it. It's very, there's a lot of hair and fabric. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that they put that in Playboy. Is there yes, like art that's ended up, like, have they commissioned much art before? Yeah. <laughs> or was that something completely new? I'm so interested to know now. That's really cool. Yeah, we have, I mean, I don't know, the history of the illustrated editions of Goblin Market is just amazing, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. It's really cool. Many, oh, wow, many thank you for editions. telling me about those. Those are really amazing. No, it's like, because it's really funny that, uh, that you can actually get illustrated editions because, again, and I think you pointed that out before, um, we have um, illustrated editions for children, which have mm -hmm. been marketed just for children, so you can a completely different interpretation kind of on the poem then we have this the playboy edition and other comic books editions and everything so you can see that um yeah, the that's, way that's the poem so is true. represented yeah it's completely different yeah. yeah because i still get people like thinking that it is like a children's book and it was interesting <laughs> like i didn't want to make everything really <laughs> over sexualized um yeah i didn't want it because I, I feel like I didn't really want to make it very, I don't know, I obviously included like elements of violence in it, but I didn't yeah, also want course. to make it like, ra like very obviously rapey, even mm -hmm. though it is. Um, yeah, I just kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know. It is tame <laughs> in a way, right? <laughs> no, I mean, I, well, I mean, the way I saw it, um, mm. on the in the way I... If you read the reviews that you did, um, kind of, I I don't know, but I kind of interpreted your illustrations in our contemporary world, say very much in line with the Me Too movement and that yeah. kind of stuff, in which yeah. you don't over-sexualize the female body. It's not commodified. Yeah. It's not an object for male desire anymore. And the yeah. way that you are kind of focused on Lizzie's, um, one of the sisters, Lizzie's, um, after the. Yeah, the attack of, of the goblins and, and everything, her survival, the way you drew her, bruised and scarred, but still she survived and she's there and she's fighting for her sister. I don't know. I really like the yes. way you drew all that. And and yeah. again, I think you 
to be honest, um, I think you are the first, the first and only one to illustrate the process of Laura's transformation back to her, her restoration to her. I think the your your lovely illustration of how you know the cure, Liz's cure works within her own body. I think you are oh. kind of the only one to depict <laughs> that yes. kind of process. Yeah, that I'm... and and the pro- the whole process over here yeah. and yeah 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 <laughs> so I really like that oh thank you I really I yeah I like this page actually yeah thank you um mm-hmm. but you're right I definitely yeah I I definitely wanted to also show that she had like cuts on her and bruises yeah exactly the bruise hmm your interpretation is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's not the only reason why I found your illustrations, but one of them, that I, they are I also very just interesting. Think it's, probably, it's inherently in there, you know, it's not like. Yeah, like maybe you, you're, yeah, you're not aware, doing. but yeah, exactly. Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably it, probably as a woman illustrating it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's inherently in there which is really interesting. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't like, I I didn't want to make it very sexy. And like, I have seen like, I think it's the Hausman one where yeah. there's the goblins <laughs> like rushing onto Laura, uh, onto Laura, onto Lizzie, I can't remember now. And it is very, very sexy or like not sexy, but sexualized. <laughs> and um, yeah, I didn't want to really do that. Yeah, I'm glad you did it the way you did it. I mean, to be honest. <laughs> perfect in the way it is <laughs> thank you and <laughs> um, so okay let me check um I, okay one so one of the things you mentioned before and I wanted uh, to bring that back again is like you said that some sometimes kind of some people still think that this illustrated edition is kind of for children because we still kind of get this what I mean, illustrated editions are becoming kind of a trend, but at the same time, mm. for, for an adult, uh, adult audience, I mean, but still some people, when they see um, an illustrated edition, they just think, oh, that's just for children. But it's not that way. I mean, yeah. how do you see that? Because um, do you have illustrated other uh, other books? Probably, right? Yes. So think- that's still a thing like going on that, this kind of prejudice people have with illustrated editions. Yeah, definitely. If I if I meet new people and I say that I'm an illustrator, some people don't like. Some people don't know what that means, which is really funny. <laughs> um, and then other people just say, "Oh, for children's books," and I'm like, "I've actually only ever done one children's book, um, <laughs> and I think I've done. I think I've illustrated for eight. maybe more maybe less I've done well book covers and Mm -hmm. then yeah maybe six or maybe six fully illustrated books I can't remember now but only one of those has ever been for children and actually (laughs) I really want to do a children's book it's just I need a writer (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a writer (laughs) I've tried (laughs) um but yeah definitely I think yeah, when I was showing it to some people, they would thought, oh, it's a children's book, it's a children's book. I think, um, and that was one of the things that we wanted to try and steer away from, like in my initial illustrations, like my proposals for the book, 
they were too childish and I was getting feedback that it needed to be aged up I guess or made more scary <laughs> I'd made the goblins quite cute um and actually it was boring and like it wasn't right and I'm so happy that like it pushed me to making them look like creepy and I wanted their eyes to be all over the place and and I think that you could still look at that and think oh that could go into a children's book but I think the story as it is yeah it's obviously it's not is it (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, because um I guess um when you were doing this edition, but of course the target audience is mainly the adults. I mean, it's it has to be kind of um hard, difficult maybe <laughs> to try to get the like the right kind of balance there, right? With the illustrations to get it to, to an adult audience to keep it um and then as you said before, like the the passages were kind of chosen for you. Like you didn't have to pick the exact yeah. places where to place the illustrations, but it's given to you. But again, um, I don't know if you, like for example, uh, Rossetti's poem is very visual at times. I mean, you have very, very <laughs> full descriptions of everything and very that. But I don't know if that kind of helped you in your process, in your creative process, or. On the other way, it's like you said, mm, no, I like the more kind of ambiguous passages here or. No, I love, I love it when I'm reading something and I can, I feel like. Visualize it. Yeah. yeah, no, I really like that. And I think because I, I feel like otherwise it could be very, very indecisive. I feel like there's already so mm-hmm. many like, ways that you can do things. And anyway, sometimes it's almost like being told what to do a little bit more. Yeah. And I think that I am. I enjoy that direction. I like that influence because, yeah, it's it's inspiring to me. I find that way more inspiring. So yeah, I I like it when there's visual metaphors already in there that I can mm-hmm. play with. Yeah, love it. Yeah, and now that you mentioned metaphors, it's uh, kind of interesting too because well, yeah, of course, Rossetti's language is very metaphorical at times. And I really enjoy the fact that you kind of translate those metaphors into a visual kind of field because not many illustrators have done that. I mean, um, yeah. some of you, especially uh, when you were drawing um, uh, Lizzie's, uh, yeah, the Goblin's attack on Lizzie. Mm-hmm. Um, Lizzie, um, let me find it, like, for example, in this. Yes, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Again, uh, um, so the way uh, Rossetti describes uh, this scene, like white and golden leases to like Lily in a flood and everything. So the, we have a lot of similes and kind of the description she makes. And yeah. your kind of um, illustration is also very metaphorical in some kind of. Yeah, I think so, she, I think they say, uh, does she say, she says that she's, st- uh, hang on, let me find the passage. I think, I think I took from it the fact it's because I think I took in a lot of those different things. Oh yes, white and gold and Lizzie stood like a lily in a flood, like a yeah, like a rock, yeah. and blue vein stone. I yeah, and I also wanted to make the goblins look like that flood, that sea. Yeah, exactly. But I also like, I really toyed with it with with different with all the ones that I could have done in this one. I remember it now. <laughs> I was like what which 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 one do I do which metaphor <laughs> because yeah no I I, I love that I, I think 
a lot of my work when I'm making for myself is not very like I like to make things m more visually interesting I don't want to just draw like things that are in front of you you know like I, I like the yeah. magicalness the otherworldliness yeah it did kind of sound kind of bring that into into your yeah into your illustrated edition you can we can say that <laughs> and so uh of course this is an illustrated edition for a poem and you said you have done other uh illustrated edition um book uh yeah in books um and and all that but it was the first time and i don't know if it's the first time it was the first time and maybe the only time that you actually illustrated a poem or yeah. the other ones are I don't know maybe they have been novels or short stories or so it was the first time yeah I think I've done some for myself or I'd like when I was mm -hmm. studying or because I remember there being like illustrated poetry editions and like zines and stuff oh. and like not mm -hmm. that I entered anything but I I had like, I can't even remember what they are, but I know that I have <laughs> taken some poems and tried to translate them into like illustrations before in the past. It's such a shame, I can't remember what they are, but I'm always looking for inspiration so things <laughs> come and go. Um, and they obviously, I did them such a long time ago that I, they're probably not very good. Um, but yeah, this is the first illustrated poem that I've ever done and I really want to do more and I really like that it is a poem but it's also it is it's a long-form poem so it's a story yeah um mm -hmm. and actually most of the books that I've done have not been like they've been non-fiction they've been I don't know drawing scenes that would go in like a lifestyle book or something like that or yeah like I've done book covers for for like Louis de Bernier's labels and um the Queen's Fall, which is like a children's book, but I've it's like apart from the other children's book that I fully illustrated, I haven't ever really done any other long form ones. You know, they've all been singular illustrations within a book, mm -hmm. like many, but not as a story. You know, accompanying accompanying passages, like books about plants and stuff like that. So that's what I've done a lot of. And actually, thinking about it going back to when you asked me what were the problems I think the like with the difficulties were with making the book one of them was trying to keep all the figures looking like the same figure throughout yeah like exactly. the same person mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and actually I'm doing something at the moment which is being turned into an animation um oh wow <laughs> and it's about yeah I, I I do these um these jobs sometimes for this company in America and then someone else animates them um, but this one's about this uh, boy's life and, like, him growing up. I've had that fear again of, like, oh, I've got to make him look like the same person. I want to make, <laughs> like, make like him look consistent throughout. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's one of the things that I struggle with. But I think it's because I over overthink things a little bit too much, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you. <laughs> I get you there. Yeah, so I guess that... that they must have been completely like different right like to illustrate a poem to a different kind of project from yeah. all the other books and stuff that you have published so far mm -hmm. I think that's why it was so yeah another reason that it was so special for me and like felt so exciting to do as well so kind of like wrapping up <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, you are working right now on like different projects or anything you 
I mean, yeah, you, you working... can't talk about it. <laughs> no, I think I can talk. I'm working on a book about plants, which is nice. I'm really enjoying it, actually, because I'm getting to draw, like, I have to draw specific plants. So I'm actually, like, getting in there, knowing what the leaves yeah. are like. It's, it's kind really of nice. very pre-Raphaelite thing yeah. to do, because they were, like, you know, painstaking details with nature yeah. and everything. So I, I, love, I love drawing from nature. I feel like it's, more, yeah, I mean there's a lot of it in the book as well but yeah I love I love that mm -hmm. and um yes and this animations that's what I'm working on at the moment I think that's all is that everything I feel like I've forgotten something <laughs> e oh yeah there's some other other projects as well but they're like smaller little ones so yeah mm -hmm. that's what I'm working on right now <laughs> <laughs> great and how's your I don't know how's your kind of like artist life in in Barcelona how are you coping with that oh I love it here I moved to like four and a half years ago and I have lots of illustrated friends and when of well before the pandemic we were going out drawing and going like different oh, spots wow. in the city to draw together but <laughs> we don't do it as much anymore which is quite sad but yeah. I'm really lucky to have found a really creative community here and we all support each other through the dry periods and the busy periods yeah. so yeah I'm really really lucky and my, I actually live with one of my best friends who's also an illustrator so we have like Oh well, <laughs> crits in a way. Like yeah, we 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 ask each other's opinions about things all the time. So yeah, really lucky here, and it's mm. such a creative city. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. Like I love, I find yeah, I just find I find it very inspiring. Like the mm. buildings, the people, the culture, and also all the fiestas, especially the Gracia Festival. I think <laughs> it's so cool. So yeah, I love it. This <laughs> guy and because you so apart from I mean illustrations and mm -hmm. working for kind of like book publishers and everything, you also like a ceramist we said before, right? Yes. Ceramist. So I yeah, I, I think it's just because I I like to explore different things because I think it keeps you going like creatively and I I just love doing, I just love learning different things. And I think, again, it's going back to how I grew up, like I was exposed to it a lot. My mom's a textiles teacher. So I was growing up embroidering. <laughs> I can sew. Um, and like they bought a secondhand kiln when I was young. I wasn't using it, but um, they, my mom and my nan were like making ceramics together. So that was really cute. <laughs> so I think it came from that like my first go at ceramics was with my granddad and then when I went to go and do my master's that's when I really started to get into it and I just I just fell in love with it I just love it so much and it's how like me and one of my really good friends like really bonded we like really bonded over ceramics and I don't it's just really special to me and I just love playing with clay I just love it <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes you relax after yeah. you know and it fills the times mm -hmm. between jobs as well which is really good so I'm always like keeping busy and mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and is, is there anything that you uh kind of like enjoy the the most doing I don't know or it depends kind of it depends on the mood and the vibes I guess right definitely yeah. <laughs> it depends on the mood like at the moment I'm really craving to do some ceramics because I've got some ideas for like I want to do like a big project so I want to like I really I'm excited to get stuck into that in the new year <laughs> so yeah I'm really craving that right now but I feel like you always <laughs> want what you can't have 
So if you're like, <laughs> yeah. I just find it the most relaxing, you know, I just feel like it's, mm-hmm. I love, I find painting really relaxing too, but um, I feel like when there's no pressure and you're just doing it for yourself, it's really nice to like, that's what ceramics is for me. I'm not ever doing it for anyone else. I'm only ever doing it for myself. So. And where kind of like, where did you find your inspiration kind of, what are your major sources of inspiration, like around you, everything around you, anything yeah. around you? I like, um, well, museums and galleries, um, books. I love going to book. I love finding illustrated books, old books, like yeah. I don't really I just I just buy books for the drawings a lot of the time <laughs> um and yeah I don't know like when it comes to I don't know like different worlds <laughs> you know just like magic things like that are a bit weird I, I I find inspiration like in yeah mostly in books I guess yeah history mm-hmm. I love it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really nice uh what to ask kind of about some of your projects right now um of course um then we said we we are we are going to include of course your the link to your web page which is uh georgimacosland.com right Uh right (laughs) we will include it of course so that people can check out yeah all your amazing artworks over there (laughs) and more information about you too (laughs) and yeah i mean it's been really really nice been lovely (laughs) talking to you today Georgia, it's been a pleasure to get to know you at least online. <laughs> that we are in the same country right now, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it was so lovely to talk to you too, Esther. Thank you so much for having me on, and like I loved being Thank able to you. talk about the project. Yeah. So Thank you for accepting our invitation. Really, it's, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> and thank you for your beautiful review as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. I did. Uh, as I said. It was my pleasure, really. When and when we contacted, yeah, the the publishers, and they thought and they told us that yeah, they can they could send a copy for free. I was like, yeah, this is for oh, me. <laughs> I'm gonna so do it. Good. Um, yeah, it's really lovely of them. Yeah, yeah, so very kind of them. Uh, yeah, to send uh, the copy, and I was yeah, and have it with me. <laughs> like I said, okay. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you very much. It's been very, very interesting. Yeah, and good luck with all your future projects too. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, well, we keep in touch. And if anyone would like to find out more information about Georgie, we said we will include the link to your your webpage and more information. If you are craving more information about the Paraphylites and the Paraphylite Society in general, you can visit uh, visit our website, uh, www.proroughlifesociety.org and yeah it's been yeah my pleasure and a lovely episode <laughs> to have so you here so. with us Good luck with it all. thank you okay bye everyone <laughs>